0: This is a Squiz podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Yaris. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday, the 29th of March, and your Squiz today more culture problems in Parliament, two notable cyber attacks, over 100 people killed in Myanmar, and protecting France's treasured baguette. This is your Squiz today. Dr. Andrew Lamming is the federal Liberal member for Bowman in Brisbane. Across the past few days, he's been accused of trolling his constituents online and also of taking an inappropriate photo of a woman as she worked. From there, Claire, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, said Lemming would be required to go to empathy training. Then we heard that Lemming would not be standing for re-election.
1: That's where things got to yesterday. It comes, as you say, after a number of complaints. And then yesterday, Liberal Sarah Henderson and Katie Allen told ABC TV's Insiders that Lemming should go. Not long after that, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg told a press conference that he would not stand for re-election in a statement yesterday, Lamming said that he knew that he'd fallen short, that he had to own his mistakes and he asked for privacy as he takes some leave and gets that empathy training.
0: And on top of all that, Claire, it's quite complicated because if Fleming was to leave Parliament before the next election, then the government wouldn't have a majority in the House of Reps.
1: Yeah, it really does come to that numbers game. There's pressure on the government to answer questions about why he's not leaving now if what he did was so bad. But as you say, there's very thin numbers that holds the coalition in government at the moment. The coalition currently holds 76 seats. There's 151 seats in parliament. Craig Kelly, remember, quit the Liberals last month, so that reduced its majority uh, even more. And if Lamming was to go now, even to run a by-election, it would mean that the coalition had a minority in the House of Representatives. And that, of course, makes things very tricky.
0: Yeah. And with all that, the opposition says Lamming should go now. Anthony Albanese yesterday said, he brings disrepute and disgrace to our nation's parliament. Also on the political agenda over the weekend, Claire, was the end of that $90 billion COVID emergency measure, JobKeeper. It wrapped up yesterday, so we can expect to hear a bit more about this throughout the week.
1: Yeah, we certainly will. There's a big question mark about exactly what happens when JobKeeper comes off for all of those people who have been receiving it for the last year and even in the last few months. What Treasury boss Stephen Kennedy said last week was that he expects that 150,000 jobs will be lost, that more than 100,000 small businesses were at risk of closing. It's always been a dark cloud on. Them. That employment horizon. Lots of eyes will be on that to see exactly what happens next.
0: Yeah, and to look at that distribution of JobKeeper across the country, it's no real surprise that Victorian businesses were the largest users of JobKeeper given their extended lockdown last year. Still on COVID and Queensland yesterday reported
1: one locally acquired case, bringing the number of new cases since last week to three. So what we learned yesterday really is a bit of a tidy up on some cases that have been in Queensland in the last couple of weeks. What officials said is that they can see that they're all linked. Uh, They're not looking at any lockdowns at this stage because the sense is that they might be on top of it, but certainly doing a lot over the coming days to contact Trace and make sure that that's the case.
0: Yeah, and with the holiday is just a few days away there are growing concerns around interstate travel restrictions currently new south wales victoria western australia and the act require travelers from the brisbane virus hotspots to self-isolate and get tested upon arrival targeted cyber attacks cause havoc for the Federal Parliament and our biggest commercial news company Channel 9 over the weekend, Claire. It's not clear who is responsible, but it's being investigated.
1: Yeah, and no sense at this point that they're linked, but it certainly was a big weekend, it seems, for hackers. 9 yesterday ground to a halt with its news production systems taken offline. They said that it was an unprecedented and a targeted ambush. Uh, Lots of images from their journalists really hustling to get those 6pm bulletins on the television last night. Uh, When it comes to Parliament, they're not calling it an attack. They say that there was a hacker uh, that got into the system and the system shut down and it saw staffers lose access to email over the weekend.
0: Assistant Defence Minister Andrew Hastie said the incident was a timely reminder that Australians cannot be complacent about their cyber security. He said it was a team effort and a shared responsibility. Over to Myanmar, where about 100 pro-democracy protesters, including children, have reportedly been killed by security forces. Claire, the total number of protesters killed in Myanmar since February's
1: military coup has now reached more than 400 people. It was an incredibly dark weekend and lots of international condemnation for what has gone down there. Some reports say 114 pro-democracy protesters were killed on Saturday. Saturday was their Armed Forces Day. It's a big day for the military in Myanmar. uh, And that's why they believe that things were really at a very high boiling point for the military as they targeted those protesters, Uh, really disturbing reports overnight saying that they also targeted some of the funerals yesterday. Yeah, the situation in Myanmar is quite complex. We have a shortcut that covers
0: Myanmar's history and what led to the February coup. I'll pop a link to that in your episode notes. It's been a while since I've been there, Claire, but when I picture France, I think of those cobblestone streets and people walking around with a baguette tucked under their arm. So it's no wonder the country has submitted its famous bread as a candidate for UNESCO's cultural heritage status.
1: Yep, those Frenchies with their love of carbs, yet they still stay so skinny and gorgeous, (laughs) but there's definitely some magic about the baguette, it seems. Uh, It has fought off stiff competition within France, including against Paris's iconic rooftops, also a very famous wine festival. Uh, They say that it really is a part of French culture that needs to be protected and that's why they've gone for that UNESCO status.
0: Yeah, and what that status does is protect traditions, knowledge and skills so that they aren't lost over time. Claire, there's nothing better, there's fresh baguette and a big mug of coffee. I think I'd prefer
1: mine over wine, Simone, to be honest.
0: Now, before we go, we said it on Friday, but a quick reminder, Sport Today, our afternoon sports news podcast, will from today become a morning news podcast.
1: They got very jealous that we were doing a morning podcast, Simone, so they're doing the early morning run. Now, what we found was even though it was out at four o'clock in the afternoon, most people were listening to it in the morning. So do yourself a favour when you finish listening to Squiz Today, get into your podcast app, find Sport Today and get up to date with all of the great sport news stories from the weekend. Yeah, and I'll pop a link to it in our episode notes to make it easy for
0: you. That's all from us. We'll chat with you again tomorrow.